Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. Well, dear friends, you all, I thank God for everything He's done for us. I thank Him for blessing us to see another day. It is truly because of Jesus why we are alive and well today. If it wasn't for Him, we wouldn't be here today. But because of Jesus dying on the cross for us and giving us a chance at life, we are here today. I don't do a lot of holiday sermons, just not really me. But Jesus did raise from the dead. So today it is entitled, Jesus is alive. Without Him, there wouldn't be us. Without Him, it wouldn't be possible for us to be here. It wouldn't be possible for us to be here. But because of what he went through, we have a chance. Because of what he did, we are who we are today. We wouldn't be adopted into the royal family, but except through Jesus Christ. We wouldn't have eternal life, but except for Jesus Christ. And God loved us that much to send his only begotten son for us. We're gonna be reading out of Romans. I'll be reading Romans 5, the 6th verse through the 11th verse, John 3, 16 through 21, Revelations 3, 19 through 22, 2 Peter 1, 19 through 21, and Luke 10, 5 through 6. Let us all rise. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for your many blessings. Thank you for your mighty outstretched hand. Thank you, my God, for giving us an opportunity to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that you've done throughout this whole year. And thank you because this day is celebrated because you rose from the dead on this day. And I just thank you and I praise you, my God, for all that you have done. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for being obedient even until the death of the cross. Thank you, my God, for your many blessings. Lord, let this word go forth and let it fall upon good ground and let us bring forth a hundredfold. In Jesus' name we pray, amen Amen. and amen. You may be seated. In the book of Romans, the fifth chapter, starting at the sixth verse, it says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
by whom we have now received the atonement. The atonement back in the day when they would make a sacrifice, the blood was the atonement for the people. They would sprinkle the blood on the altar. They would put the blood on the horns of the altar. They even sprinkled the congregation with the blood of a sacrifice. They sprinkled the, the, the book of the law with the blood of a sacrifice. But Jesus gave his own life and has sprinkled us with his blood that we can have the atonement from death and sin. So that now when God looks at us, he sees the blood of his son and we don't have to pay the death penalty for what we have done wrong because of what Jesus went through for us. The Bible says that when we were weak, we didn't have any strength, we were weak. When Adam ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he sold us under sin. We were weak, we were sinners, we were, there was nothing more for us. We were sold to the devil. But when God saw us and loved us so much, his own creation, he sent his son. So that we would no longer be sold under sin. We wouldn't be married unto the devil. We could be married unto God. We could be come out from under sin and be under grace and truth. All because God loved us so much. It wasn't because we were good. We were yet in our sins. It wasn't because we were so obedient to God when we were stuck and when we were sold under sin. God just loved us that much. Now it is our turn and our opportunity to show God that we love him in return and by loving one another, by keeping his commandments, by showing him that he has done way more than we need and giving him our lives back because the Bible says in another place you are not your own for you are bought with a price. See Adam sold us under sin but Jesus bought us back with his blood and now because he rose again we have access to God. We have access because of what Jesus went through. It wasn't because we were good. It was because God loved us that much. We're going to John 3, 16 through 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world. Men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Amen. God loved us so much, he sent his only begotten Son. And Jesus didn't come to start pointing fingers. Jesus didn't start condemning us. He didn't come to start saying we did wrong and we need to change this and we need to change that and begin to point fingers. In fact, when you read about what Jesus did, although they brought people to Jesus and they accused people, Jesus never said you're right. They are wrong. He didn't say that. When they brought the woman and threw, him at, threw her at his feet and accused her of committing adultery, Jesus didn't say they were right or wrong. He didn't say she was guilty or not guilty. He just said, he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. 
And when he began to write upon the ground, I don't know what he wrote, but it, I could imagine he began to write what they had done wrong. And when they came and they looked at what he was writing, they were convicted in their own selves and began to walk away. Jesus didn't come here to condemn you and I. He came here so that we could have life. That doesn't mean that when we see our brother overtaken in a fall, we don't say anything or we let it go. That means that we approach him, but with love and compassion. We, right is right and wrong is wrong, but Jesus came to give us life. He came to say, you guys, this is the wrong way. Let us go this way. He didn't come to point fingers and say you're doomed to hell. He came to put us on a different path, a path from destruction to a path of life. He didn't come to say you guys are not going to make it. You're worthless. You've sinned too much. This is what you did. He never pointed out anybody's sins except for the Pharisees, the ones that acted like they were good. Those ones, he said, you're a hypocrite because they were being a hypocrite. But to all the ones he came for the lost, he came for the sinners. He came for people like us that were lost that we're confused, that we're stuck in all of our ungodliness, that's who Jesus came for. Not once did he condemn people that were lost. And he told his disciples, go and preach to the lost. That's who Jesus came for. I can imagine that Jesus' life on this earth was not all just happy, happy, happy in a way of speaking because he was always surrounded by death, diseases, sickness, sadness he was never at the party with the happy people he was always with problems because that's what he came for and that's what he wants to do today through us so when we are around people and we look at people and they're sick and they're hurt and they're in pain and they're lost that's who we're supposed to have mercy on and preach to and show them that there is a way better way of life than what they're living on all because Jesus Christ rose from the dead if he had not rose if God would not have rose his son up we wouldn't be here today but because he had mercy we need to have the same mercy on other people not give up on the world but to pray for the world not to give up on our own family but to pray for our families to pray for one another, to lift each other up, to let everybody know that there is a positive way of life instead of all this pain and hurt. Jesus didn't come to rub it in people's face. He came to free them from what they were going through. The Bible says that he told her, where are your accusers? And she said, I don't have any, paraphrasing. And he said, neither do I condemn you. Now he didn't say go and continue to do what you've been doing because he knew what she had been doing was wrong. But what he said is go and sin no more. He didn't say what the sin was. He didn't say anything to that effect. He just said go and sin no more. Don't keep going on this negative path. Go on the path of life. Change our direction. And then we can begin to see that God would also change people. How can we say to people, God is a healer. He can deliver you and we're stuck. That doesn't work. When I went down the road, I went, I was on my way to Metford and it was snowing and I saw these people on the side of the road and one truck tried to pull out another truck and it wasn't happening because of one that was trying to pull was smaller than the one that he was trying to pull. And I tried the same thing with my little Nissan. I tried to pull an M350 and it was a joke. 
They didn't even rock the truck. And that's what happens when we act like we're such goody two-shoes and condemning people and, oh, you're wrong and you're wrong and you're wrong. And God is a healer, but yet we're stuck in our own places. We're stuck in unforgiveness. We're stuck in our own situations. He says, take the beams out of your own eyes so you can see clearly to take the moat out of your brother's eye. Then we can see God doing some deliverance. When we are delivered ourselves, he said, are you going to preach don't steal and you're over there stealing? Are you going to preach don't commit adultery when you're committing adultery? You can't do that. You got to first take the beams out of your own eyes so you can see clearly to take the moat out of your brother's eye. But there is such great hope because Jesus is alive and he's ready and willing to help us out. He made it so we can make it. He went through it. We can go through it. He rose again. Now we are quickened by that same spirit, the same spirit that rose up Jesus is the same spirit that quickens us today. We just need to act like him, follow like him. Don't condemn one another. Don't say right is wrong and wrong is right, but don't condemn. Let us encourage, lift up each other. Live that example that Jesus lived. Nobody had to tell him, did you do this or are you saved or are you? Nobody had to tell him that. He showed who he was. He showed that he was a king of Israel. He showed that he belonged to the royal family. He showed us how to live. A lot of times you don't have to tell people that they're wrong. All you have to do is live a righteous life. And when the light begins to shine around them, they will begin to see what they need to change. You don't need to tell them what they need to change. You just have to live a holy life. When Jesus was there, and he was walking around and he was healing the sick and raising the dead and, and, and delivering the people. He never had to say, well, I'm this and I'm that. They knew who he was. In fact, he would say, shh, don't go tell people who I am. We don't need to go tell somebody we are children of the Most High God. We need to live a life that they will say they are children of the Most High God. We don't need to run around and say who we are. We need to live a life that will show who we are. And when they see who we are, then they will be curious, what do you do different? What is different about you? You shine, you glow, you are smart. The Bible says that the children of Israel would be smart. Their clothes was for beauty, the same robe of righteousness. He said, I beautify the meek with salvation. So we don't need to tell people who we are. We need to tell people who Jesus is and live a life that they know that we are his disciples. We need to live that same kind of life. We're going to Revelations 3, 19 through 21. As many as I love, I rebuke and chast. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father. Amen. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He wants to be with us. He wants to live with us. He wants to eat with us. He wants to be in a relationship with us. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And then later on, I'm going to tell you what all of these scriptures, why they're in this order that they are. Because right now, it might not sound like it makes that much sense. But he says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. All we got to do is open the door and let him in. Let him go and let him eat with us. And when he begins to eat with us, we can eat with him. And Jesus only has the bread of life. He doesn't have ne anything negative. 
He doesn't have anything full of pain. He doesn't have any sorrow with him. He only has good for us. So let him eat with us. We're going to 2 Peter 1, 19-21. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time, by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Jesus is telling us, I'm not trying to trick you. I'm not trying to write something that nobody can understand. There's not a secret interpretation to what I'm saying, but you can't understand it in the flesh. You can only understand it spiritually. And we're going to Luke 10, 5 through 6. As into whatsoever house ye enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. Now here's the order of all these scriptures. They don't make no sense, do they? Okay, here's the order of these scriptures why I chose them the way I did. First, in Romans, God first had mercy on us and sent his only begotten Son. In John 3, 16, it shows that God did send him and we have to believe in him. In Revelations, it says that we need to let him shine. So now in Peter, it says that say peace when you go to this house. So now look at the story. First, God had mercy on us. Then he sent his son for us. Now Jesus stands at the door and knocks. And what happens when it's dark and you open the window? The light begins to shine in. So when you open the door to let Jesus in, the light begins to shine in. And Jesus Christ, the bright in the morning star, when he arises in your heart and he comes in, then he says, peace be to this house and he doesn't give you the spirit of fear but the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind so when you have Jesus that walks into your heart and he says peace be here then you will have the peace and the confidence in your heart and you will shine because he is the bright and the morning star and when he shines in your heart you will begin to see everything that you need to take out you will begin to see, oh, this isn't right. I need to move it. This isn't good. I need to get rid of it. Or this seems good. I need more of Jesus. Let him shine in your heart. All you got to do is open the door and things will begin to start happening. When it's dark and we open these curtains and the, the light begins to shine in, you can see a lot better. Just open the door and let Jesus shine in your heart. And then he will say, peace be in this house. You are the temple of the living God. And when you are the temple of the living God, and Jesus lets his peace enter into that house, you have nothing to worry about. When we face our problems that we have, we'll have the peace of mind that everything's okay. No matter what we go through, we can say Jesus is alive and living with me. Because he rose from the dead. God had it all planned out for us. All we got to do is follow in his orders. Let Jesus into our lives and we will be just fine. 
all these problems the devil tries to make it dark he tries to cover things up and begin to close the curtains of our house and begin to shut the door and don't let nothing in you can't let people know that you made a mistake that is not true open the door and say Jesus yes I did make a mistake but if you come and join with me everything will be okay I can get rid of the bad because I have the strength of Jesus I can see clear and walk down the path of righteousness because I have Jesus before me I have Jesus behind me I have Jesus all around me because he lives with me Jesus is alive let him show that he's alive in your heart let him show you what he can do what he's all about I remember there was a story in the Bible that David had went to show so he was running away from I can't remember who he was running away from, but I think it was his son. But he went to the Philistines, and he was with the Philistines, and he lived there. But when he was there, he was still going out and killing the Philistines. He just would make sure everybody in that town he would kill so nobody could go and tell on him. So although he was living with the enemy, he was still killing the enemy. And one day, the enemy was going to go fight against the children of Israel. And David said, I'll go with you. But what got my attention is David said, I will go with you and you will see what I can do. Let Jesus come in your heart and you will see what he can do. He's not limited. He can do anything that you need. He is alive. He rose. They went to the tomb. They looked in the tomb. He wasn't there. And then he said, why do you seek the living among the dead? I am not there. I rose. And the same spirit that rose me is the same spirit that quickens us. Let Jesus into your heart. Let Jesus come into your heart. Let him shine. Because when he shines, we shine. When you turn the lights on in a house, I don't care how dark it is out there, you can see the silhouette even if the windows are closed. You can see the silhouette. A house set on a hill cannot be hid. You see some of these houses that are way, way high, you see it when the lights are on. Some of them are all lit up. Some just have one little light, but nevertheless, you can see. When God shines in you, you shine for the world. And then you can say and know we are the light of the world. But if Jesus isn't in us, we can't shine. We're not the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. So when he's with us, then we are the light of the world. He said, you're the salt of the earth. But if Jesus isn't with us, then we're not the salt of the earth. But with Jesus, we are the salt of the earth. We can serve. We, I've never looked at it like I heard it on Friday. We are the salt of the earth. We can preserve. And now it makes a lot more sense because when you speak to somebody, you, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. When you speak to somebody about Jesus, you preserve their soul. You can stop somebody from killing themselves. You can stop somebody from hurting themselves if you just give them Jesus. And you can preserve them. You can let them live a little bit longer by the way you live. When people see us, they're supposed to see Jesus. When they hear us, they're supposed to hear Jesus. They're not supposed to say, who are you? The devil said, Paul, I know. And Jesus, I know. Who are you? We're not supposed to get asked that question. Who are you? They're supposed to know we know who they are. They are children of the Most High God. They are disciples of Jesus. They're supposed to know us. Everybody is supposed to know us. 
I'll never forget on Shasta Way when we used to have church. We invited a lot of people. Daddy and Mommy, they never stopped talking to people as far as I knew. Inviting them and telling them about Jesus and always, always talking about God. We would go to do a lawn and ready to go to the next one and Daddy was over there preaching. We're like, let's go. I didn't understand it as a child, and it would make me so, uh, I only know the word in Spanish, ansia. It would give me so much ansia because he would not, he would want to talk about the Lord. And some of the people didn't want him to talk about the Lord, but that didn't stop him from talking about the goodness of Jesus. And I didn't get it then, but now I get it. Sometimes people might not want to hear it, but you need to tell them anyway. And at the end of the day, when that very first earthquake hit in Climate Falls and broke the record, our house was full. Because those people that didn't want to believe in God knew where they could go to have refuge. And they went to our house, act like they want to carry on the conversation. No, you're scared. And that's why you're at the house. Every time they would go through something, they would call mom and pops because they needed prayer. They knew they had Jesus. That's how our lives are supposed to be. We're supposed to be that, where they know, okay, we can go over there because they know God. Although they might not want to live, we need to live like Jesus. Saints, let Jesus shine in your heart. God already sent him. He already died. He's standing at the door and knocking. Just open the door and let him say, peace be to this house, because he is alive. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. We're going to open up the altar if anyone needs prayer, just come up. Thank you, my God, for all that you have done for us, Lord. Thank you, my Father, for being so good to us. Thank you, my Father, because you rose up your son on the third day and you gave us a right to the tree of life. If it wasn't for you, there would be no us. My Father, remember every child in this church, oh Lord God. My Father, begin to knock at their hearts, oh Lord God. And let all of these children, my God, understand that you are with them. Understand that you care for them. Understand, my God, that you are with them every single day. My Father, let the light shine in these children, my God, that they may live a life that is pleasing unto you, O Lord God, my God. Lord, my God, bless all of the children, O Lord God. Don't let the things of this world overcome them, my God. Don't let the things of this world deceive them, O Lord. But my Father, make them strong in Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. My Father, bless these children in Jesus' name. Touch every heart, touch every mind in Jesus' name. Protect these children, O Lord God. Let them grow up to be successful. Let them grow up to be strong. Let them grow up to be wise in the knowledge of the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my God, for all that you have done. My Father, remember us, O Lord God, and keep us strong. My Father, remember Javi, O Lord God. 
my father give him peace of mind in the name of Jesus give him understanding when you read your word my God every time he prays incline your ear unto him and listen have respect unto the prayer of thy servant and unto his supplication to hearken to the voice of his cry my God and my king for unto thee will he pray in the name of Jesus Christ my father every time you read your word give him wisdom and understanding let him know what you are saying unto him my God in Jesus wonderful name Lord give him peace of mind that every situation Lord he will know that you're in control my father as you stand in his heart and mouth oh Lord God help him to open it that you will shine in in Jesus wonderful mighty name Lord, I thank you, my God. I thank you for all that you have done. My Father, remember all those that were not here today, oh Lord God. Protect them wherever they may be. Let them see, oh Lord God, the path that you have chosen for them, my God. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Lord, let them understand which way you want them to go. Remember all the prayer requests, my God. Remember all the unspoken requests. Remember every heart desire. And if it is your will, answer it in the name of Jesus. If it's your will, let it be done in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help us not to make decisions on our own, but help us to consult you first, my God. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you have given me a trunk, and my God, if it's your will, can I find this BMW if it's not blocking in every way? My God, let your will be done in our lives, Lord. Let us always talk to you first. Let us always go to you for everything that we need, because you will supply for every need according to your riches and glory. In the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for all those that showed up today, my God. Lord, let your light shine in our hearts. In the name of Jesus, open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing where we will be full of wisdom and understanding in the knowledge and the power of the Holy Ghost, my God. Hallelujah. Lord, bless us to be the light of this world. Shine in our full strength, oh Lord God. Let us be the salt of this earth yes, with the full savor, my God. Yes, in the name of Jesus, don't let us lose our saltiness. In the name of Jesus, but let us preach, let us teach, let us comfort, let us lift up, let us talk to your people in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord, pray for your people through us. Preach to your people through us. Lay your hands on your people through us. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Mold us and make us after thy will, O God. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Lord, I thank you when I praise you, my God. For just being so great to us. Thank you for these precious moments. In Jesus' name. Lord, arise in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
the word of God that you have heard and received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you. May He keep you. May He shine His face always upon you. And may He forever keep you in mind.